Hey everyone, and welcome to the and the. God damn, I can never get that right. Hey everybody, and welcome to and the award goes to. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start saying it fucking slow. My name is JT Atkins, and with me is Rocky Rudoy. Rocky, what did we see this week? We saw Logan Lucky. And who is it directed by? Steven Soderbergh. Who is it written by? Uh, Rebecca name? Blunt. Oh yeah, that's right. Rebecca Blunt. I did notice a few on yeah. the writer slot. And uh, who was in it? Uh, Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, uh, Riley Keough, Seth uh, MacFarlane. Uh, what? Seth MacFarlane. When was he in it? He was the British guy. He was the British racer with the black mustache. The one that with the long black hair. That was him. That was Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't tell? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell uh, that well. Who else was in it? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, Seth MacFarlane. That's like Family Guy, yeah. guy right? Really? Yeah. I didn't I didn't notice yeah. that. Okay. Uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, uh, I didn't notice that was Daniel Craig. They're yeah. really good with their makeup on this movie. Yeah. Man. Shit, huh? Katie Holmes. Um, yeah, Katie Holmes. Is one dude movie. from The Office. Yeah. Uh, Roy. Roy. Yeah, Roy. Uh, Pam, and Pam Gary. Gary Gergich. Yeah, from, uh, Gary from Parks and Gary, Larry, Jerry, whatever his name oh, is. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I was waiting the whole movie for him to do that. Yeah, and he never did it. And it's a uh, heist film um, where they're trying to rob a racetrack. Uh, yeah, it was like a stadium. bank click in the racetrack. Thing. Yeah, for, for uh, cash. It's such a big, yeah. yeah, it's such a big like uh, thing that they have going mm. on there. And they have like a vault underneath that they keep cash in. Yeah, do like money shoots once you hit like a certain amount, just like a like yeah. a grocery store and uh yeah, they any like type of retail you have to send, you know, so your uh register doesn't get overfilled or yeah. anything like they can only keep a certain amount in the yeah. register. So they're gonna go and try to knock over the money that's stored underneath the uh the the racetrack. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. try and go get that. How did you how did you like it? Did I already ask that? Oh uh, no! I, I thought I thought it was uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, was I didn't think it was amazing. Um, yeah, I thought it was a very solid heist film. Yeah, it was um, creative in a bunch of ways. Yeah. It's very creative. It's Steven Soderbergh. He's always going to be trying to find interesting and different ways to shoot everything. He does, yeah. you know, shitloads of experimental films in between doing big films. The only Just thing like, I'm familiar with him was Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven, yeah, yeah which I love. Yeah, right? I mean, he's done other things. He's always trying to become more creative. And uh, a couple weeks ago. I had that one news story that his next like experimental film is going to be all on iPhones. Oh yeah, so, tell me about yeah, that. That's yeah. right. So yeah. he's always trying to like become more creative, and I think there's a lot of creative like just like shooting shots like out. So uh, <laughs> fucking kids, <laughs> they're just kids screaming outside of uh, today. Today's moving day at my apartment yeah. complex, and uh, just all around Gainesville. Gainesville's yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah, right now my cause... apartment uh, room in my apartment is uh, we're recording. <laughs> Right next to the pool. It's right next to the pool. And people are just partying out there right now. So they had a stereo plan at one point, but the stereo is not playing anymore. Yeah. So now it's just kids running around in their bathing suits. So hopefully it doesn't you carry over. just can't hear the stereo. They're just screaming over it. <laughs> probably not. Hopefully it doesn't carry over too much. But There's always times we'll when I see right. families out there. I always want to go out and be like, you don't live here. You <laughs> children, like, Get the fuck you don't out. pay rent. <laughs> Five-year-old, I don't know. But besides and that, with uh, traffic, everything in Gainesville is just ridiculous yeah, today because UF right is the students are going back to UF in yeah. a week or Everybody's something. Dropping, so. dro- dropping their kids off, get them off their backs. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like get out of here. We finally got the house to ourselves now. But anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna smoke so much weed. <laughs> I'm gonna turn your room into a gym, yeah. and by gym I mean pot room where I just smoke <laughs> weed and eat hostess. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, before we get to Logan Lucky, you got some news? 
yeah, well, here's a cool little, um, this isn't a news story, but um, I had just found it right before we started. This is only for news. Oh, All I'm I want to hear in this segment is news. But you're you're really Fuck whatever else you have. <laughs> you really like this. Um, if it's not news, <laughs> get it the fuck out of I'm, here. I, this is time machine news, man. I brought oh, okay. this from the past. <laughs> All right. To you who already knows about these films that came out, but um, back when, when Terminator Two came out, Billy Idol was the original choice for T One Thousand. Really? Yeah. Before Robert Patrick was... Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking of David Bowie. But no, still, no. really? Billy That's... Idol. Yeah. <laughs> um, before Robert Patrick was cast as T-1000, uh, yeah. Billy Idol was signed on for it and everything to be the T-1000. For uh-huh. anybody that's never seen Terminator 2 oh, or anything, T-1000 was the updated Terminator. He's yeah. the one that could turn to liquid. And, uh, and he was... could make uh, regular... He could make uh, solid material with yeah. his body. He couldn't yeah. make like guns or anything, but he could make like blades, blades knives, stuff, stabbing yeah. weapons, like that kind of stuff. And, and he could... Uh, he was the upgraded and version he could of... change form. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he, he could, could change in... Because the T-800, which is Arnold from yeah. the first movie, he's just uh, like whatever kind of metal endoskeleton. Mm. And on the outside, he looks like a human. Yeah, right. But in T-2, it's... The turn the T one thousand better assassin the, bot yeah 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 because it can infiltrate and yeah do like a, or exactly. it can it can infiltrate better because yeah. it can like shift forms and do other stuff exactly so. um, but uh, Billy Idol was originally supposed to play him yeah. um, he was signed on and then got into a motorcycle accident and broke his left leg oh wow so he was uh, right whenever they were about to start filming this is cutting news Patrick, ladies and gentlemen so. <laughs> that was a cool little I just thought it was a cool little cool little history story but yeah that's a little history cool, lesson yeah. but I never uh, knew that, huh? yeah. Well, what you uh, what you got? Oh fuck! I have to open my phone now. Oh, I got Just a second. Uh... <laughs> oh, sorry, I took too fucking long. For oh you. <laughs> no, this is so. This isn't like really. This is yeah. It's not huge cinema news, but it's something I'm very excited for. Okay. So the Cloverfield universe exists in this anthology kind of state right now. Okay. The first Cloverfield movie. Uh, spoiler alert for Cloverfield stuff. The first Cloverfield movie happened in 2007, came out of nowhere, and it was about. It was this found footage type movie. Now? Yeah, 2007. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was uh, this found footage type movie of this monster wreaking havoc on Manhattan. Mm-hmm. The second Cloverfield movie came out 10 years later, or nine years later nine years in 2016, uh, 2016, so last year. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of last year besides Arrival. And uh, that one focuses on. A girl who's trapped in a bunker with this kind of crazy like guy or whatever, right. and then spoiler mm-hmm. alert for that, it turns out that like like he's the whole entire time like bombs have went off or aliens are invading or some crazy shit, and you just don't buy anything he's saying. At the end of the movie, it turns out he was right about something, and aliens have come and fucked up the world. Has nothing to do with the first Cloverfield movie, but with that, then they established that J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot Productions were starting to do a anthology type twilight zone kind of series where okay. like the movies are not going to be necessarily tied together the anthology yeah but they're gonna each one is going to be like a clover field kind of thing okay and that's going to be the tie that like ties everything together nice. there is a deeper connection though and that happens with the arg and the arg is i'm not exactly sure of the abbreviation i think it's for alternate reality game it's something that happened with Cloverfield and when 10 Cloverfield Lane, and I missed out on both of them. And now it's happening with the third Cloverfield movie that's coming out next year, which is kind of titled Cloverfield 3, kind of titled God Particle right now. Okay. So no one knows what's really going on with it just yet, besides, you know, JJ and Bad Robot. But uh, the ARG has officially started for that, which is this game that happens online from the production company and everything that, like, clues people in for, like, stuff that you can hunt about the game and everything or about the movie. And so the first two movies had their own games. Like 
in the first movie where, you know, it has a party and like everyone's mm-hmm. at the party of the main character's place. It's like, oh, he's got a job in Japan. He's going to Japan. And so let's have a party for him or whatever. Almost every single one of those main characters in that movie, including a couple of the non-main characters at the party, they had MySpaces. Mm-hmm. And MySpace was a big thing back in right. 07. So that was something that you could go and like add them all on. And all of their profiles went silent the day the movie was released. Mm. So it was this thing that kind of drew you in to like look into stuff building up to the movie. And Tim Cloverfield Lane did a separate thing where John Goodman's character was uh, like a doomsday prepper right and he had all this stuff that you could find on online about him too his username id online was actually radio man and you could find stuff about him like leaving messages for his daughter and like you found the website that he worked at because in, nice. in the movie he's like i was a satellite uh analyst or whatever right and so you can go to the website and like find like he's got like a employee picture there mm-hmm. and just like all this kind of they get really in depth with the stuff and so the ARG for the third movie has started with the appearance at San Diego Comic-Con of a truck called the Slusho truck, which Slusho is the thing that J.J. Abrams always throws into all of his movies. And it's just this like kind of his version of like the uh, Slurpee or whatever. Yeah. And so there was this truck that showed up at San Diego Comic-Con and they were giving out stuff. And if you ordered like the right amount, like the right combination of drinks or whatever, they, cause they had different flavors. And if you got like, specific combination of all the flavors they give you this thing called slush of zoom and then if you did something else with it i listened to a podcast that's specifically just about this stuff and it's fucking crazy and so it's we're a seasonal podcast <laughs> we had a podcast in 2007 <laughs> then we didn't have one for 10 years nine years they, did, they didn't have it in 07 they started right. it up right before 10 club okay. lane and they followed all this game stuff but right now the game has started up again right. and so people have found like they did stuff at the truck and they got these little like usb sticks Mm. that have like uh locations um of like special like nuclear facilities like all around america wow and that's like all it is so far it'd be great if just people like accidentally <laughs> got it i'm like <laughs> what is this so it's this thing that i'm following right now if anyone's interested if there are big cloverfield fans out there if you're interested there's a subreddit called cloververse mm-hmm. you can go to that on reddit.com and they follow a lot of stuff. And then the podcast that I listen to is called Clover Feels. Mm. It's Clover and then F-E-E-L-S, all one word. And they go over all the game stuff, too. And they speculate stuff. And they look at all this stuff and everything. Because, like, Slusho, that's originally... The secret ingredient of it is, like, called seabed nectar. And it's thing that, like, that's found on the ocean floor. Okay. And that's, like... It was discovered by this company called Tagruato. And Tagruato was, like, the company that the main character of Cloverfield was going to go work in over in Japan. It's just, it's this whole rabbit hole of bullshit. Right. And it's just really fun because, like, Bad Robot and Paramount and all these production companies that have to do with the Cloverfield movies mm. get really in-depth in all this, like, advertising for it. Right, sure. Like, there was a box buried in Louisiana at one point, and someone found it because they dug through the ARG enough, and it had the missing eye puzzle piece that was in Ten Cloverfield Lane, mm-hmm. where the dude's like p- piecing the puzzle together. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he, he's like, yeah, he's like this cat like doesn't have an eye. Like they took that puzzle piece uh-huh. and they put it in a box and mm-hmm. they buried it somewhere in Louisiana, and someone found it. And 
posted it to YouTube. It's been better if just people just found it like randomly without like even playing the game. They wouldn't have appreciated it. Exactly. No. That's what makes it even better. There is the. They would the, never have an answer. That's you see, like what yeah, is this? That's the weird part is that these things exist like they're very iffy because other people could stumble yeah, right. on them and not know what it is. But it's just it's a fun thing, and so the game has officially started up for that. Cool. And that's something that I've, awesome. been, I've been following. That took a long time to explain, too. Sorry, but that's... I'm happy they're going an anthology um, because uh, I prefer anthology route. Halloween before Halloween four came out, like yeah. Halloween one and two were supposed to be the only Michael Myers films. Oh, okay. And then Halloween three, of course, um, is Season of the Witch, which is like a completely different story yeah. that has yeah. nothing to do with Michael Myers. Yeah, and that was done purposely. What's supposed to happen is that every October. John Carpenter wanted to do a Halloween anthology. That so like amazing. every yeah. October you're supposed to get a new horror story. Yeah. Just in time for Halloween. But people are like, Halloween, this is about Michael Myers. You don't uh, want this bullshit about kids' masks and yeah. what and you know that sucks. all this. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay, well I tried to do something interesting and it fell through. Yeah. So it'd be cool if like Cloverfield kind of became that where it's like, oh, yeah. around like fall time, you get like a science fiction film. Yeah, hopefully that's what know, it is. And yeah. it's a different one every time. They don't have to interconnect or anything like that. Yeah. It's just an anthology, yeah, yeah. like weird things. So. That's what yeah. that's what you're supposed to be. My uh, Speaking of Halloween, Michael Myers is my favorite uh, slasher. Yeah. I, I really yeah. Who, Who's your favorite slasher? Voorhees. Really? Voorhees. I mean, I have him and Michael tattooed on me. Oh, okay. So uh, my, my top three slashers are tattooed on me, and that's uh, Voorhees, Myers, and uh, Captain Spaulding. And, uh, see, I just, I don't know enough about him to ever consider him a slasher, yeah. but you, you've mentioned it before. Yeah. I just don't know. Cause he's in double rejects, isn't he? Yeah. I would love to do maybe, maybe in October we should do an episode about the first Halloween. Oh, okay. Be, just, you know, if, if it's a dead, you know, dead week, we should maybe just do an episode for talk about the original Halloween and stuff yeah, like that. For, I'd be, uh, I'd love that. Yeah. For the, uh, for the holiday spirit. Yeah, definitely. Kind of cool. Are you talking about the first one or yeah. the Rob Zombie no, one? No, no, the John Carpenter. No, <laughs> okay. Definitely John Carpenter one. <laughs> because the Rob Zombie one's decent too. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not yeah, bad. But I mean, talk about the original because like, you know. Yeah, the original's yeah. awesome, yeah. Louis C.K.'s secret film premiered at uh, Toronto International Film Festival. Huh. It's called I Love You, Daddy. Okay. <laughs> um, he directed, I guess it's in black and white, um, and it was shot on 35 millimeter. Um, and much like Horace and Pete was produced completely in secret, which Horace and Pete is his show. They does it's him and Steve Buscemi, they're brothers that own a bar and it's like set up like a sitcom. It's like really like dry, dark humor. Yeah. Um, you can find that online or on his website. Oh, it's okay. really good. Let me see. It is, uh, he's never directed a feature before, but he has directed Horace and Pete and some other things. He's dabbled in like independent yeah. filmmaking yeah, stuff. Okay. Uh, Corey Moretz will play his daughter in it. Um, the film also stars John Malkovich, Rose Byrne, Helen Hunt, and Pamela Eldon, who's also on Louie with him. Wow, okay. And I guess he made this in secret, and he's now coming and putting it out. So uh, not too much is known about it. Um, I guess it probably has something to do with, you know, raising a daughter, and it's yeah. going to be super indie. But <laughs> I it, love you, Daddy. Little, yeah, I love you, Daddy. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so that just yeah, came out. Secret film premiered at Toronto International. Have you heard anything besides it just coming out? Like, has it gotten good reviews or anything? No, or? no. I don't, know if, I don't even know if Toronto Film Festival has happened yet, or if oh, it's okay. going. If they just announced it's going to premiere there. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. Um, do you like Mark Millar? I do. Yeah, I love him. I He's do. one of my free, uh, one of my favorite comic writers. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, Netflix bought Miller World. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. all of his comic stuff. I, yeah. I never. 
I I don't quite understand that. Like, if everything he's done is supposed to be connected, then no. Like, it's is, is it in the share? Is it in the same universe or something? Then I don't or is think it, so. I think they're just like, oh, you wrote that, everything, so yeah. it's all shared. So it's it's kind of like but, DC uh, and Marvel. Yeah, where it's I don't like think his like Hawk and then like Nemesis. Like those aren't like yeah tied together. I just like yeah. Kingsman and Kickass isn't connected. That's together. what I thought. Yeah, it's confused because I know they first he first officially announced that like Miller, the whole Miller word, world thing. That's only spawned within the past couple of years, like maybe five or six years, is everything he's kind of been releasing since, like, Wanted and stuff. It's mm-hmm. kind of been, like, a Miller World-esque type thing. the movie sucks, but the comic is awesome. Yeah, the comic's amazing. The movie comic's is amazing. not good. Yeah. And the movie's fucking bullshit. But apparently, uh, Miller World bought uh, that. Like, or yeah. Netflix bought Miller World. Yeah, because so. you want to do the same thing like they're doing with the uh, Marvel uh, yeah. Netflix shows. which I will yeah. fucking love, because there's so much, like, the only Miller... Stuff they'd made is Wanted, Kick-Ass, and Kingsman. Those are his only movies, right? Yeah. Because he's got so, he's got yeah, so much other so. stuff. I mean, you know, there, there's parts of Avengers based off his Ultimates run. Yeah. And uh, there's like little things. And Civil War is even what he wrote, but it's not the same yeah, movie. No. But it's so Civil, the idea of Civil yeah, War. Yeah, there's a bunch of ideas idea. in like the Marvel Cinema Universe. But like his creator-owned stuff is like... Kick-Ass, Kingsman, yeah. and Wanted. And he's got really... Like, I haven't read everything by him, but he's got really fucking good stuff. I love... Stuff. Yeah, it's one of my... Bleak stuff. Yeah, one of my it. favorite comics by him is Jupiter's Legacy. That one's fucking yeah, incredible. That's great. Um, I like Nemesis a lot. I haven't it's read Nemesis really yet. good. I, I hear great things about Huck. I never read Huck it. Huck is... I've got all of them, if you want to borrow them. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You I'll, like it? I'll dig them out there somewhere, yeah. but yeah, I got all the... It's only like one, like one run, so it's like yeah. six or seven issues. But it's like it's really his good. idea of Superman. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, cool. yeah. Um, I tried no, to get like into Art Empress, Miller. and I didn't really get into that too much. Oh, really? Chrononauts is really good. I yeah, Chrononauts the Hero is really good. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm yeah. fine with him doing his own thing. And with Netflix, you know, he can make it R rated. Exactly. Still. <laughs> yeah, or they can do R rated. Yeah, and they can do like episodic, like TV show stuff or whatever, because they could technically turn it into movies too, but. Yeah. They'll probably do TV shows, which would uh, be incredible. Yeah, speaking of run, uh, speaking of comic, <laughs> Brian Kavon. comic book, TV shows, yeah, um, Runaways series cast Julian McMahon. Why I bring this up is because I'm a big Nip Tuck fan. Oh, okay. Julian McMahon is uh, Christian <laughs> Troy on it. Gotcha. He he'll be playing a character named Joan on the series. Yeah. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Runaways is about a group of kids that run away from home after they find out that their parents are a secret organization of supervillains. Yeah, yeah. And so they go on the run after they find out. So McMahon will be playing a character named Jonah, who's not in the comic series, huh. who will, um, his origins, ultimate intentions are unknown. He is a pivotal player in the Runaways' rebellion against their parents. Oh, okay. So, um... I haven't read it. Have you read it yet? I've heard it's good. I yeah, that's great. I haven't read yeah, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let, Before you leave, let me give you the first volume I have it oh, here. okay, cool. Um, yeah. But uh, I like Julian McMahon. I mean, this is his first run in with comics. He played Doctor Doom in the um, oh. that first Fantastic Four <laughs> film, okay, um, which wasn't that great. Which I think he could have made a good Doctor Doom with a better yeah. script. But yeah, he was um, good, yeah. but uh, I like him a lot. Nip Tuck. Cool. So uh, I was just thought I would tag that in there since uh, brought up that. And also, comic book news is uh, Hellboy cast a new a new cast member in it in the Hellboy reboot. Who's that? Uh, Sasha Lane. She will play Sasha Alice Monahan. A character who, in the comics, Hellboy rescues from the fairies that kidnapped her. Okay. However, as both Hellboy and she eventually come to realize, Alice winds up retaining some supernatural gifts and is a byproduct of her time with the, uh, from her time with the fairies. They're about to start filming that in September. 
Um, that would be Hellboy and the Blood Queen, I think. They also just cast Mia Jovovich as the Blood Queen in it. So oh, she'll be the antagonist okay. in the film. Nice. So that's, that's moving along, which is pretty exciting. This will be the R-rated Hellboy film. Gotcha. Have you seen the uh, picture of Deadpool? Or not Deadpool, but Cable? Yes. For yes. Deadpool? I saw that and the Domino one, which we uh, both those came out uh, before we recorded a new episode. Because the last couple of weeks, yes. uh, yeah. last week I was out of town. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in this time, the domino we're covering like the past the two weeks yeah. yes yeah i saw i saw both of them it, look, it looks all right i'm cable looks interesting i've never been the biggest cable fan so oh, like, me neither right, but but we'll i like see. the way it looks yeah it looks pretty cool his eye looks pretty cool yeah um but also you heard what other news came from that this week oh about the stuntman that woman stunt woman yeah, yeah. a stunt woman on set on deadpool 2 um during a driving scene she was I forgot the chick is playing her, uh, but Domino, her stunt actress, got into a car wreck. She wrecked into the side of a building, I think, yeah. and she didn't have a helmet on, and she died. Yeah. Because of that, the production has went on indefinite hiatus, yeah. which is pretty crazy because we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, they were already, I don't know how much the film is shot, but uh, it's supposed to come out in February still. So yeah. indefinite hiatus while they're investigating everything and seeing yeah. what happened. So. Yeah, that sucks. There's a... Uh... I didn't know where I was going to throw it in anyways, but since we're there, since we're talking about deaths, I guess there was another death that mm-hmm. wasn't anything I knew too much about. But since I appreciate his work, I thought I'd mention him anyways. Um, Eric Zum- Zumbrinen. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He was the editor. He was the go-to editor of Spike Jones. He okay, worked on like cool. being John Malkovich and her and adaptation. Nice. He was like the main guy that Spike Jones like went to, to like direct his, or to edit his films. And he died this past week, uh, at the age of 50 fucking two. Wow. He was 52 years old. He apparently he had like stomach cancer and just, wow. Yeah. The same thing that uh, killed Romero. Yeah. (laughs) Just fucking cancer's taking people out, man. Yeah. It sucks. And I love like, Spike Jones has got that kind of way Did you like where his it's TV like, show? The Spike Jones, his, his talk show I never, No, I never watched it. Yeah, he used to have a late night talk show oh, okay. like, with like Leno and stuff like Shit, that. I'll have like to go check that out. Yeah. Then. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spike Jones is like, the reason this hit me so much is because Spike Jones is one of those directors that like, you can tell he, when he needs, when he's doing the final touches of his film, he wants and needs a good editor that knows what they're doing. Yeah, right. And his films are edited like they those movies take a lot of work. Yeah, the way sure. that he like the way that his movies get shot and like what happens in mm-hmm. them, like editing is a huge process of those movies. And for you know this guy to do all that is yeah, it's right. pretty. I have a lot of respect for him because those are some intense movies yeah, that sure. jump back and forth yeah. in a lot of they're stuff. And, films yeah, also. yeah, they're really good. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, he passed away. So wow. that sucks. Yeah. Well, speaking of death, um, oh. <laughs> Chris, Chris Columbus, the writer of Gremlins series. Um, yeah. Now, not a lot of information has come up until this point. Um, it's kind of been like very quiet about, but uh, new details come up about Gremlins three. Oh, okay. Um, Chris Columbus Gremlins three uh, script has been hinting that Gizmo may die in this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Poor little Gizmo. Um, uh, I guess. Uh, they, they asked him in an interview if it's like, well, isn't Gizmo kind of problem? Like, isn't he the reason why the gremlins keep on coming out? Because people keep spilling water on yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he kind of, so are you, are you going to eliminate the problem? And he jo- gave a joking response. He said, very good observation. That comes up in the movie, certainly. I think it probably is a good idea, to be honest with you. Too many people are dying. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, just gotta gotta take care of the problem while while it's there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it, it seems Peace. like he's he's also said in the interview that this script will go back to the uh, to the to the fill of the original film as, uh, okay. as opposed to the second one. The second one was a little bit more hokey. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. while the first one was darker. Yeah. Um, Joe Dante probably won't be back to direct the third one. He directed the other two. Oh, okay. Um. But uh, apparently the third one will be dark again and be more horror, like have more of a uh, black comedy horror kind of yeah, feel like yeah. the first one did, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, love, I love the first Gremlins. Yeah, I've only really seen them a couple of times. And yeah. I, I like them. I just don't ever really remember too much about them. Right. I, I remember them enough. <laughs> they're, they're they're pretty good. I enjoyed them. Yeah. Mo- <laughs> Do you hear this bullshit with Disney and Netflix? Yeah, they're they're uh, Disney, uh, Disney wants to go start their own streaming service. Yeah, every yeah. F- fucking why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah, it's, like I I like I'm glad we have streaming services now. But yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, I can't pay nine ninety nine to everything. thirty fucking yeah. different streaming like three hundred dollars a month yeah. for streaming for fucking yeah. Because I already pay I already pay for Netflix. I play pay for Hulu. I get Amazon Video. Thankfully for my Prime membership that I have. Anyways, right. I've got the WWE Network, which I haven't even oh watched God. for like the past two months. Like, <laughs> I've got, I think there's the only three I've got. But like, once I like move, I'm probably gonna, have, I'm not gonna get cable, so I'm probably gonna have to get like HBO Go or something. That's gonna be like nine ninety nine, so I can watch Game of Thrones yeah, or whatever. Me and all the roommates. So you know, here at the apartment complex, we get cable. Oh, okay. With and uh, with the apartment. Yeah. But. I don't think any of us have our cable hooked up and all of us just use Netflix and HBO go. Yeah. Yeah. Still <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I understand people live by uh, streaming services, but Disney's like, yeah, we're going to hop on this train. while it's like, no, stop. Like, no. <laughs> just, just fucking stop. It's, it's weird. But like, so that's the annoying streaming news or it's not even, that's streaming news. There's another monthly payment, bit of news that I thought was incredibly interesting, especially since me and you have started seeing movies a lot, which is, I don't think I took a note of it or anything. It's, um, movie something. I can remember, like maybe once I say it, you'll movie know what pass. it is. Movie pass. Yeah. yeah I just right. learned about this last night. Yeah. I learned about yeah. like a couple of like days ago or whatever. and forgot to take a note of it, but like, yeah, it's this thing. Apparently they're not being accepted at Regal yet, which is where we go all yeah. the time to see our, our new movies. Cause that's the main one here in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nine ninety nine a month. And you can go see one movie a, a day, day. Mm-hmm. in theaters mm-hmm. and it's 10 bucks a month, yeah. which is roughly the price that you're paying anyways for a ticket. I feel like they're just trying to destroy the film industry. Yeah. Like I, I don't understand. I feel like there's no way the film industry can be supported. That is, yeah, that this. is not a sustainable yeah. like idea. Like in, in theater, you know, as a fan, it's fun where you're just like, Oh fuck, ten, I'm going to see movies anyway. Like, we're dropping 60 bucks easily a month on yeah, seeing movies sure. every week yeah. to like talk about on a podcast and shit. So $10 a month, like, yeah, fuck you yeah, guys we'll remember that. that. This is for you. <laughs> yeah. We're you broke because of you. Grateful asshole. All 20 of you that listen. <laughs> but, but so, so like as a paying customer, I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. I'd love to pay $10 right. a month and see it. But yeah, there's no way that that'll sustain the, there, there has to be like sponsorships or and, something yeah. like that where they're making kickback on or, or something. something. There has yeah. to be, yeah, I have I have no idea. Yeah, but um, you also brought up Disney. Speaking yeah. of Disney. Oh, okay. You heard what Star Wars character is getting a spinoff? Yeah, Jar Jar Binks. Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> I did hear that. Yeah, Jabba the Hutt. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Just, just so we clear this up real quick. I heard that, but I thought it was a joke. It's just is that a, a, not a joke? It's, it's a rumor. Oh, okay. Jabba the Hutt <laughs> spinoff being considered by uh, Lucasfilm. Jesus Christ. Um, at this point, it's that point already. Two, it only took two years. <laughs> and already it's like, fuck it, let's, let's pull the plug on it. <laughs> let's pull the plug on on the Star Wars thing. Everything. And did we run out of ideas <laughs> that guess. quickly? I guess. But also announced this week, though, officially announced, yeah. is that the next spinoff movie, or one next was coming the next one after Han Solo. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, which I'm all about. That'll be fucking awesome. What would so. you like to see in it? What would I like to see in it? Yeah. I'd like to see him on Tatooine with Luke. Yeah. And I'd like to see him just dealing with shit on Tatooine. I'd yeah. love to see this, like... <laughs> I'd love to see this, like, Mr. Magoo take on, like, not Obi-Wan, but on Luke, where Luke just constantly has shit, like, endangering him, and Obi-Wan just just takes care of it behind his back. Like, Luke's Luke's out, you know, he's, he's, Luke's out, you know, changing the, uh, changing the hydro converters or whatever out on the hydration farm and he's out there changing something and you see a stormtrooper like sneaking up on him <laughs> and then you see obi-wan just like woof, like slice, slice the guy's head off and awesome. he catches the body before it drops and drags it off and luke just walks back to the house un- unknowingly almost meeting his death by blaster <laughs> i would like to see that also that's what i want to see it's just a complete slapstick <laughs> Like Laurel and Hardy kind of <laughs> take on it, make it like Abby Costello meet Frankenstein. Why not? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I would like to see him on Tatooine, of course. Yeah, yeah, because it's really nothing to do with the prequel before Episode One. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I would like to see it like almost like a like a Western, like oh, okay. uh, like a in the vein of Unforgiven or, or something like that, yeah, where he's like the aging gunslinger almost. That'd be wild. You know, yeah, where he's kind of yeah. like. Because, you know, he didn't go off plan. He was doing all kinds of crazy adventures. So he's, like, just kind of dealing with things, like, in the area or whatever. Yeah, it'd be wild. Or maybe even, like, delving deeper into Tusken Raiders or something like yeah, that. Like, maybe yeah. kind of getting into them. Instead of just being, like, savages, like, what their motivation are. Maybe That'd him, be cool. like, yeah. in some type of, like, uh, trade gone bad with yeah. him or some something like that. I'd like to see cool. some people come visit him, too. Like, from, you know, off-planet. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know not too many people know of him being there. But who knows? Maybe he could run into you know go to most Eisley or something yeah, like he knocks up someone. Ray's grandma who Ray's oh. grandma <laughs> yeah he knows yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could uh no he um I, li- I like to see stuff like that like him being on Tatooine just yeah it'd be it'd be interesting to show some darker stuff of what he was into yeah for sure. the whole time and mm-hmm. of course keeping Luke's dumb ass safe <laughs> It's like, why are the stormtroopers even trying to kill him? They don't even know who he is. Like, no, they just really love killing children. Yeah, they just, they just like killing children, yeah. I don't see barely any kids on Tatooine when episode four comes <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, there's none. Like, like, you see episode one, there's kids all over the fucking place. Episode four, there's no kids. Empire, just... Empire wasn't having any of that. No. They had a strict one child, uh, <laughs> one child uh, family uh, little rule. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Sor- Aaron Sorkin and Je- Jessica Chastain. Did you hear about that? It's Aaron Sorkin's, so he's, like, the screenwriter that, like, Social Network and mm. uh, a couple other things, like Moneyball, stuff like okay. that. West Wing, like, he was in charge mm. of that. He's my favorite screenwriter. And oh, so wow, really? he's okay. Yeah, he's having my, because he does a very good, like, what I really like about him is he's very quick-witted and very, like, I mean, I'm sure as he's writing it, it's probably taking this toll and it's, like, taking him forever to write this stuff. But when you watch a movie or t- TV show that he's written, the dialogue is very quick and very snappy and very back and forth and like 
I just love that. Like he's he's an amazing dialogue writer. And so that's what as a screenwriter myself, like that's what I look up to a lot is him writing conversations between characters. But he so he's mainly just a screenwriter, but he's having his directorial debut either this year or next year, uh, with some movie called what was it called? Molly's Game. That's what it was called. Okay. It's got Jessica Chastain in it, who we've mentioned before. Yeah. She's yeah, I, I really like her in everything that I've seen her yeah, in. Yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's supposed to be in this. She's playing a from what I can tell the trailer, she's playing some kind of character that like it that gets really good at like uh like casino games, like blackjack like or whatever. Okay. And she kind of like gets into this like society of people who do stuff like that. And so she gets to know a lot of the underworkings of casino stuff and the like FBI or whatever approaches her and she like is trying to help them, but she's trying to like protect all her like contacts. She knows too. It looks, it looks really, I love Aaron Sorkin, but the first trailer felt me like left me with like a, eh, like kind of feeling because it's his direct, this is his first movie. He's actually going to be directing, not just writing, but directing. And so I'm not sure if I have complete confidence in him as a director right. yet. Cause it's only been the first trailer. Jessica Chastain looks like she's doing okay. Yeah, she's but, really yeah, it it doesn't look too, um, like, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to definitely keep my eye on it. Right. But, yeah, that was just announced, like, this past week or That's so. That's cool. It, yeah. yeah. Um, if you want a good Jessica Chastain movie to watch, um, there's one starring Oscar Isaac and her called uh, A Most Violent Year. It came out few years back i saw in theaters with some buddies of mine oh okay um it was like a little bit more lower budget said like 1981 gotcha. he's a uh, fuel supplier oscar isaac is and yeah. jessica chastain is his wife and uh he's basically trying to keep these deals going with you know these different businesses while like there's like this wind up of like violence and corruption that's like kind of yeah. attacking his family oh okay stuff. it's a really good movie nice. i love oscar isaac so yeah you know did, he's an awesome actor did so. you see uh sloan with her in it? i haven't seen that yet no i've heard, I haven't it's, seen I've heard it. it's okay uh-uh. It's on Amazon. We're going to check yeah. it out sometime, but I've heard it was all right. Yeah. I think I only got uh, one more news story. There's another one I was going to say it was going to be a little bit too long, um, but my last one is that uh, this movie was kind of announced while I was out of town, but um, more details have come out about it. But uh, Adam McKay, who directed uh, the Anchorman films and the big short oh, yeah. and stuff, um, he's uh, making another serious biopic movie, just like Big Short, which is a really good movie called Cheney. Okay. It's about Dick Cheney. Jeez. And Christian Bell will be playing Dick Cheney in the film. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, doing the unhealthy body thing again. He's gaining a whole oh lot of weight God. to play. Him. But um, this, this guy's going to die one day, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this week um, there's some rumors about who's in uh, the run to play George Bush in it, George W. Bush in it. Yeah. Um, and I guess the names of uh, Edward Norton came up. Oh. And um, who, after I thought of him, like, I kind of see, he's kind of got like the same yeah. nose. He kind of, his eyes are very yeah, similar. Um, and uh, James Marsden, which is. Huh. Yeah, I'm I don't like, know about I, that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, I think he's a little bit too good looking. To play, yeah, yeah, he's know? a good looking dude. But um, so uh, yeah, so new a new biopic about Dick Cheney, <laughs> yeah, shooting people in the face. Be, yeah, exactly. It's not a biopic; it's <laughs> an action movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's just shooting people in the face the whole time. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that would be. Go fuck yourself <laughs> this summer. Hey, you like Planet of the Apes, right? I do. Do you hear that there's going to be a new Planet of the Apes video game? I just scrolled by that <laughs> uh, well, before we were setting up. I didn't click on it. I don't know anything about it's it. It's apparently supposed to be in the same. Let's see. Yeah. Control the fates of human and ape in a game set between the last two Planet of the Apes films. Between Dawn and War? Yeah. So it's going to cool. be set between Dawn and War. I watched the trailer for it because they, they do have like a release trailer for it or whatever. It looks very like... 
somber post-apocalyptic. <laughs> is like, it an actual this. game or is it a Flash game? <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual game. It's a Flash game also. <laughs> like the ones you play on CartoonNetwork.com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you controlling a monkey shooting guns at humans. <laughs> Use the arrow keys and A. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And then also... Uh, so it's going to be... It's gonna, but it's going to be like an actual game game on like the consoles and stuff. I believe so. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be on like PS4 and Xbox One and that kind of stuff. Awesome. So we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens with it. It's probably going to be a very heavily story-driven game. That's so fine. let's... I'm just hoping... I didn't see anything about like... Uh, who the developer was or the publisher was or anything, so nothing really... Just get the same developer that's doing, like, the Shadow Mordor games. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to park, and those are games that are attached to film that don't suck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, usually, if they base it on, like, a film property, usually the games can yeah. be hit or miss. That's, but that's like... what, like, uh, WB Games and... Uh, shit, what's the other... Uh, it's not Eidos. Oh, uh, shit. I forgot. Is it? It's not Ubisoft. Yeah, it's not Ubisoft. Um, I don't know, but those games are really good. They yeah, got the new one coming good, out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shadow of War? I, I think, think so. Yeah. Yeah. Looks really good. I mean, it's the same people that do uh, the Arkham games, too. So Is it? Well, I know it's at least WB games, because it's the same kind WB of... Montreal? It's the same kind of uh, controlling. Like, whether yeah. you're controlling the guy in Shadow of Mordor or Batman. Yeah. It's like, press square to press square to attack, and press triangle to counter, yeah. and press... Like, it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. It's fun, but it's... My only gripe with those games is that they can be very easy sometimes in the combat. Yeah. The combat looks really nice, but all you like have to do is just press triangle a lot yeah. and you'll like counter everything. Well and I guess before knock people Arkham out. Asylum and... came out that that uh game company, Rocksteady. Yeah. Um, they were originally developing a dance game. Really? And it turned into Arkham Asylum. Like Jesus it kinda of took like, the same because there's kind of like a rhythmic Kind yeah, of, no, like, there ab- absolutely like, is. Yeah, yeah you have to watch blah, blah, some people blah. and count yeah. the stuff. And... Yeah, so I guess they just kind of took this, some of the stuff they were using for the dance game and yeah. kind of bringing it over to <laughs> a combat system. That combat system revolutionized. Yeah. Because so many games now have adopted that yeah. combat yeah, system. Yeah, like attack and counter yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's really fluid, too. So, oh, I'm, so I'm, not, I'm not knocking it or anything. I just know there's certain parts in it where it can be very because i've done that before like i remember i was like living up in portland when i first got arkham knight mm-hmm. and i was like or arkham city and mm-hmm. i was like facebooking back with you i was like dude this game's awesome like it's yeah, rad right. and i was like playing it for a little bit and then i got to it like every now and then i'd get into a fight with a group of thugs and i'd just be like kicking their ass by just like because like someone would be attacking me so i'd press triangle and mm-hmm. someone else would do it so i press triangle and i would literally just non-stop be pressing triangle and i'd be right. countering people and I remember one time where I like beat a whole group of thugs, and I'd never attacked. Yeah. All I did was countered, and I was like, "Okay, uh, it's not you know that's like you can't beat it. the game like that." But yeah, you can do it. But you, you, you can, can you can re- you can rely on it a lot more than I thought was necessary. Yeah. But there's gonna be so yeah, uh, Planet of the Apes, and then the Punisher trailer. Did you see that? No, I didn't know they released it. Yeah, looks nice. good. Cool. Yeah. Nothing too crazy in it. It's just a teaser. So. It's, John <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just a minute and a half of of Shang going. You can't, you can't save him. <laughs> no, seriously. When you watch the trailer, he just like <laughs> like five times. Oh, does like, it really? really? Yeah. That, it I, looks good. Though. I like I like John Bernthal. I wish we do. Uh, he's been doing some bigger films. More. I mean, he was in Baby Driver rec- uh, yeah. briefly. Yeah. Um, but he was also uh, in The Accountant, which I like. The Accountant. I, I pretty, haven't seen it. Yet, I like it. To go back yeah. And watch it, yeah. Um, but he's in that. He's been doing some bigger roles, so I'm kind of happy, and I really yeah. love him as a Punisher. He got nominated for an Emmy. Did he for uh, Daredevil season two? Yeah, he deserves yeah, it. He's just great. Incredible. Yeah, and he's like one of the best things about that. Uh, 
Marvel Netflix good. thing going on right now. Some pretty great monologues. Oh yeah, yeah, he's fucking good. That fucking rooftop scene is rooftop scene incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's a really strong scene. Or him in the graveyard. Yeah. Yeah, stuff, that's good stuff. like talking about his kids and stuff. Yeah. So go watch Daredevil season two if you haven't seen it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll have to look up the trailer. I'm excited for it. it comes on uh, November, I think. Does it? Yeah, Punisher Jeez. season one comes on okay. November. Uh, cool. Same month as Thor and Justice League. Justice and, League. Yeah. And Battlefront two on PS4. So <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, gonna be a busy yeah, busy yeah, month. Battlefront two does come out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oof. Nerd nerd month. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyways, Logan unlucky. Logan, Logan Lucky. I'm Logan Unlucky. Yeah, they they hint. I, I was wondering what the name meant, and so I guess there's a curse in the movie that which they didn't play on that much. I isn't guess there, isn't a last name Lucky or well, no? They're the Logan. Yeah, they're the Logans. Yeah, Logan yeah. Lucky. Yeah. I guess we will try to do spoilers and non-spoilers for this it's one. It's Not too much of a spoil. Yeah. Uh, not really. I mean, <laughs> it's a heist film. Yeah. But we can spoil whether they get away with it or not. Or yeah, well, we'll tell you if they get away with it or not. We'll say spoilers for that point. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about spoilers right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. So, like, they do have a. There's a. The movie's called Logan Lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have this thing where, like, it was weird. They didn't play on it that much. Because they mentioned it a couple of times where, like, their family kind of had this curse of something where it's like, oh, it's the Logans. Like, oh, you don't believe. Like, they mentioned it very passingly. <laughs> it's like, like they're they... white trash are fucking stupid. <laughs> and they're really unlucky. Yeah. Look at that guy. He's a gimp. <laughs> He's on his fucking arm. <laughs> yeah, Adam Driver doesn't have an arm in this movie. Yeah. Or he doesn't have a forearm in hand. Yeah, he's, he says he has he an arm. He still has an arm. He doesn't have the bottom part <laughs> yeah, of it. He just doesn't have the bottom yeah. part of it. Uh, so what, what do you think of the movie? I thought it was a really solid heist film. Um, yeah. I didn't think it was... Like, right now it's got 93% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, what is up with that? That's... Um, I wouldn't give it that high. Um, I, would, I, think I wouldn't be in the 90s, no. I, I would I would give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Seven out, of ten, uh, eight out of ten, I think, because because yeah. it's it's really really well shot. Yeah, it's a very clever film. It's very well acted, but it's just like you know, it's it's it's, it's a standard heist film. There's nothing about it that like kind of took the extra mile. Where it's like, yeah. oh, I want to go rewatch it. Yeah, now, there's nothing too crazy like, about yeah. it. Even the because you know, especially with not even just with a heist movie. I mean, with heist movies, but with uh, you know, how Soderbergh. How do you pronounce his name? Soderbergh. Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. Uh, how he does, you know, like Ocean's Eleven and that kind of stuff. Like in Ocean's Eleven where they have the big twist at the end. It's like, oh, they did the heist, but it was... Yeah, they do it. It's just like... But it seems a lot more convoluted in this It does, yeah. It's like, wait, what? It's like, wait a minute. When did those parts even happen? Like a lot of it seemed very... uh, Like not even really the twist part, but there's a a couple parts in the movie where it seems like, oh, wow. Like you're giving them a lot of luck in this movie. <laughs> like you're you're kind of just lining so stuff up. Do they up have as bad the luck? Because they yeah. seem very, very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like everything like lines up for them and it's like they don't really have too much stuff go wrong. And it seems like they don't have too much stuff go wrong and then Channing Tatum is the main character and he seems like he's way too good at setting stuff up. Yeah. And like being like in charge of stuff and it's like what the fuck where did this come from yeah well i was thinking about that during the film is that you know it kind of attacks that stigma of like oh these people are from like west virginia yeah they're white trash yeah they don't know anything you know know, so they're stupid but they aren't because like Channing Tatum comes up with this whole scheme that's like he does yeah it's confusing me most of the time (laughs) and then you have like characters like daniel craig's character who's like this 
uh, explosive expert. Who knows about like chemistry? Yeah, and he does stuff. this whole. Ke- there's this one scene where he puts this whole like he does like chemistry, chemistry equation. equation. <laughs> yeah, on on a he, wall. Like, writes it and he's explaining on a wall. why like yeah. these simple items that he got is gonna <laughs> blow up because they both because it's like it's like jelly beans uh, or gummy, not, bears. gummy bears, gummy bears, gummy bears and bleach. Uh, yeah, and bleach. <laughs> And it's like, it's like that's all you need. It's like, what you thought it was gonna blow up with some TNT, a stick of dynamite? It's like, it was very funny though to see them like, to see him question, to see them questioning. Yeah, him, and him that. explain. It's like, and oh, this him, actually like, works. Explain it. Yeah, and writes it on the wall. <laughs> yeah, to all explain the same. Yeah, like, yeah, how um, it was working. Uh, so I, I, I was thinking that also, but they yeah. kind of like have these characters like they're a little more intelligent than people give them it's like uh yeah. credit for yeah. but i say bullshit because most people like that i've met are fucking morons <laughs> and we live in the fucking <laughs> yeah south. we live in the south so we know what it is they're, uh, not morons but you know they're, they're usually they, they aren't that bright yeah <laughs> there's uh i have a lot of family who's like southern and redneck and that kind of stuff yeah. country i i grew up in that so i'm very much they're like afraid the, of colors that's not them yeah exactly how smart are you <laughs> <laughs> that was me. That's not everybody. I just said, let me let me put a disclaimer. That was a mean joke. <laughs> no, uh, no. There's so I have a lot of like those types of people, like hillbilly, I guess, yeah, sure. like in my family. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that there are very specific types of intelligence that are usually tied to different kinds of people. Mm. And so the types of intelligence that they were going on about in this movie, like showing them having. I'm not saying that like rednecks or hillbilly can't. I'm not saying they can't have that type of intelligence. That's just not something that I run into very often with the extremes of what they were portraying in this movie. Yeah, right. Because they were like going hardcore. Like, and almost in the beginning, for the first like 30 minutes of it or so, I actually wasn't digging the movie too much because it felt too much like this is gonna sound weird, but Atomic Blonde. Where Atomic Blonde was like, "Hey, this is the '80s. Do you get it yet? Do you get it yet? Do you get yeah, it yet?" Right. And this movie, in the beginning of it, for the first thirty minutes, it was like, "Hey, this is Hillbilly West Virginia. Do you get it yet? Do you get it yet? Do you?" I was like, "Fucking yeah, right. hey, I get it." Uh-huh. And like everyone was talking with like all these like really questionable accents Sense, yeah. and like especially Adam Driver. Yeah, especially he Adam speaks Driver. Very, very strange. Very, yeah, very backwards type. It's yeah, it's uh, really backwards of Virginia type accent. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird and like. So, I mean, that that was the main problem I had was they were just, like, taking this – they were taking the tone of the movie and they were bashing you too much with it sure. in the beginning. And it was like, fuck, I, I get it. All right. Like, you don't have to shove it this directly in my face. But, it, like, that's kind of what the you charm know, like and the, the – hot shop British driver coming to their bar. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you're stupid. Yeah, 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 you exactly, know, yeah. Rednecks or whatever. But it's like, look how rebellious they are yeah. because they rebel against But it showed like, them, okay. yeah, but it showed them, like, working together even then. Like, yeah, one, one right. of the brothers was distracting them while the other one went out and, like, threw a makeshift cocktail. Yeah, Molotov cocktail on, like, their truck. And yeah. so, like, I'm not, I'm not saying the movie was, like, inaccurate in any of that. It's just not very... It seemed like they took a lot of liberties. I'm saying so literally the cable guy's of... not going to be teaching me any astrophysics. <laughs> you know, it's just not going to happen. It, it just, it, there's a very small chance of it happening. Yeah, yes. right, yes. exactly. <laughs> um, there's a... But it, I liked also they they made it more intelligent. Than, they like, did, yeah. Because I, I kind of felt like, oh, don't let this be like Talladega Nights. No, yeah, where it's where just like slapstick, morons. ridiculously yeah. stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I liked that they were making them smart, and I liked that, I liked that they knew stuff. And that's like even what I was getting at a second ago with like talking about like, Oh, the, these kind of people exist in my family, like hillbillies and mm-hmm. redneck and this kind of stuff. What I was saying earlier with like, those people have a different types, like of intelligence. That's just people in general. People usually have 
different things that they know based on your interests and what you go for and all this kind of stuff. So I have a lot of useless pop culture knowledge because I watch a lot of fucking movies and video games and all this shit. And I can probably help you like install windows on your computer or whatever. And so like, I'll help my uncle with that while he's showing me how to fucking change my oil in my car or something like there's, there's different kinds of intelligence intelligences that come with this stuff. And like, pieces of knowledge that you learn throughout your life. Yeah, like right. I've got nephews that like ride like four wheelers and stuff and they know all about this. Like, Oh, you got to choke the four wheeler before you hit the ignition. And like, I'm like, what the, how the fuck did you kids learn all this like, shit? Isn't it easier <laughs> just to pick this thing up and walk away with it? Yeah. Cause you just do that. No, uh, <laughs> no. So like there are specific types of knowledge that people usually get into. Right. And so in this movie, it was, it was refreshing to see that the people knew different things. It was yeah, like, oh, okay, cool. Right. They actually do know stuff. But they were getting, like, re- the writer, it felt, was getting ridiculously carried carried yeah. away with some of it. Yeah. Where it was just like, yeah, it's just gonna, like, it didn't feel like a lot of the story was developing organically. And felt Instead, it just felt like the writer had these, like, plot points they were trying to hit. And they were like, yeah, it won't make sense, but fuck it. And they just, like, write it anyways. And you're like... Yeah, right. What? Like, a lot of stuff seemed to happen of, like, it seemed to be convenient. Mm -hmm. Very convenient for the story. And that's where the movie lost me a little bit. It almost felt like, I'm trying to put this without spoiling anything, but, um... Fuck it, let's go into spoilers. I mean, (laughs) well, well, spoiler alert, I mean, you probably tell they they get away with it Mm -hmm. from what we just talked about, about how intelligent Logan is, um, or, uh, uh, Channing Tatum's Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. Channing Tatum was Jimmy... Adam Driver is, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there's, just three, there's just three of them. There, yeah. there's uh, Chance there's the two Adam brothers Driver and the sister, and uh, 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 Riley Riley Keough. Yeah, um, her name was Nelly. I remember that. Yeah, Nelly. Like um, Clyde. Clyde was Clyde. that Adam Driver's character? Yeah, Clyde. Oh, okay, so Jimmy Clyde and Melly. Yeah, and uh, what it, what I was gonna say is that none of it felt like when they get away with it at the end or whatever, or, or whenever he ends up with some of the money, at least, yeah. um, never, none of it feels like is earned. Like, like it doesn't feel like them explaining it. Like yeah. what he actually did, like yeah. the whole film you watch it, there's no point where you're like, Oh yeah, he could have completely done that. Yeah. It never felt like, it feels like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It feels like it comes out of nowhere. It's like, wait, what? Cause they never like show like being that intelligent. He's kind of like, he's not an idiot, but it's kind of like a yeah. roughneck kind of like, you know, guy, I mean... Yeah, he's pretty... Not, this but like isn't a, a genius. Yeah, like, th- this isn't an insult, but he's pretty simple. He's he has got simple, a simple life. He's and, they, and, they, and they even, like, broadcast him kind of kind of like almost... Not a moron, but kind of, you know, like... Yeah. He's, he's kind of, like, naive, kind of dumb yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah um, Him and his brother, like... Yep. There's a scene where they're talking to, like, Daniel Craig... Yeah, in the jail. In the, in the prison, or, yeah, the jail. Um, yeah. And, uh... Daniel Craig is like, yeah, well, you know what they say about, you know, you Logan's the way you guys made a lucky. And they're both yeah. like, they say that about <laughs> yeah. us, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like different things like that. Whenever he gets in the fight at the bar, like just getting his ass kicked. And, yeah. and you know, so I don't know. It's just, but it, he never, it never felt like that. he had this like higher end intelligence. Like it, yeah. the, the twist and when the twist happens or whatever, I mean, it's not really a twist. When they like explain it? Yeah. It's kind of like, oh. Okay, he came up with all that, like really, and, and nobody else knew about yeah, it, really, yeah. you know, except for his buddy Earl. Like, yeah, it was really, uh, yeah, it was really weird. Like I, like I said, a lot of it felt like the the story was one of convenience, where stuff yeah. was just 
working out for them. Ocean's like, Eleven, you buy the twist. Absolutely. Ocean's yeah. Eleven, you they like... They set that up. You're they like, were, you Danny Ocean, them. yeah. The whole, like, first 40 minutes of that movie, them just planning shit. Planning, like, yeah. Like, nonstop. Yeah, Danny Ocean is a master thief. Yeah. And you're told that he's a master thief. Yeah. Even though a lot of the film is, like, him being like, oh, well, you know, he's just kind of charming kind of you know i'll put guy like does he really have all of his shit together or yeah. not you know well he's got the romantic relationship yeah, too relationship. like Julia oh is he becoming distracted yeah, so exactly, and stuff yeah, so like, you're questioning his character but then it all comes together at the end of yeah, ocean's 11 he knew exactly ocean's 11, what he was doing yeah. and they show it all you're like oh yeah he's a fucking master thief yeah and his crew like brad pitt's character matt damon his character and stuff are also like super intelligent yeah. you can tell and they Show them, you know, yeah. them having the brains to yeah. pull the off. Ma- the the magic trick is revealed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You see, you see the, everything. Yeah, about these it. characters act like uh, Scott Con and uh, Scott Con and uh, Casey Affleck's characters <laughs> yeah. in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. yeah, the two dumb Where brothers just that being were dumb dr- the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were yeah. still in cars. Like, yeah. They're those two characters in Ocean's exactly, Eleven. Exactly, and they get their own movie. So, so if Ocean's Eleven happened at the end, I found those two characters at the end. Yeah. We're like, oh, this is all our plan, and here's how it's our plan. Exactly. Be like, what the fuck? And that's what this <laughs> film is. It's like, at that's the what end of like, it yeah. all, it's like, oh, and look how he tricked everybody. Yeah. And then there's even things like, there's a line at the very end that they say that me and you didn't really catch. Oh, yeah. the cell phone running out of days and stuff like that. There's, like, little things they put in there make it sound touch, but you just miss it. You're just like, I don't know what, what? Like, what does it do with anything? It's really, yeah, a lot of it's really hard to, like, buy and try to, try to, like, understand, like, I don't, like, I just, I keep coming back to it. It seems like a plot of convenience, not one of growth and sense, (laughs) for lack of a better word. It's something of, like, this writer had something in her head where she was just like, this is what needs to happen. So I'm going to make the story unfold this way, right. regardless of if it makes sense with the character's motivations or anything, right. or regardless of what I set up, because like what was set up through all the characters wasn't really stuff like what they revealed at the end mm-hmm. where they were, where like, you know, he had all this shit together. He knew exactly what he was doing. he, like he just wasn't built up that that way. Yeah, right. So like it doesn't feel like this way where it's like, oh, he does have all his shit together. You're like, wait a minute, he know what? Like mm-hmm. he's he's not developed in that kind of way where it's a payoff. It's it's not a payoff. It's a random. It's completely right. random where it turns and like he actually ends up being really on top of it and smart. And like I mean, I could have, I guess there could have been this thing where he was like downplaying it and like trying to make people think less of him so they wouldn't expect him to do stuff like this. But the thing is, but there's is that, no scene where you see him. Exactly. Being the opposite. Exactly. There is, yeah. if he's doing that with the characters, then they're also doing that with the audience. And he's a likable character. He is. So, he absolutely you know, is. That but... scene with his daughter singing at the, uh, at the pageant was like one of John my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Like their whole relationship, him and his daughter was phenomenal. Yeah. But He's just not – he's not in any way, shape, or form built up Channing Tatum's character. He's not in any way, shape, or form built up or set up or even hinted at as being like that kind of character. And so when it happens, it doesn't feel like a natural progression. No. It feels like something that just got thrown in to yeah. make the rest of it like make sense. Or the, the, the movie would have been better if um, everything just kind of Mr. Magood. Yeah, because <laughs> because it, it, it would have been like a play on their luck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like if they yeah. had this kind of half-ass plan, yeah. right? 
And then it's like, oh, they're unlucky. Yeah. But then their unluckiness turns into luck, <laughs> and they kind of just like stumble through it, it and everything works out yeah, fine. Yeah. Especially that with the whole, great. especially with the whole thing of like that little tiny bit of the plot where it's like, oh, you two are the Logans, and y'all have battle. Like, there was nothing ever about that in the movie. Nothing, they mentioned it a couple of times. Nothing goes. There's literally nothing that goes wrong. Nothing in the goes heist. bad for them. Yeah. There's a part where you think like because he gets away with a truck full of money. Yes. And he leaves at a gas station, yep. and the cops find or whatever. Yeah. And he does it on purpose. Like, so you, yeah. you think that he had to change a contract. Because he hid the other couple of bags of money yeah. from the other guys. Yeah. He, yeah he, he, so he hid some of the other bags of money somewhere else. That, that's what I don't and understand. Then he gave, so you think that's what went wrong with the heist. But then he explained, no, no, that didn't go because he had this Because he plan. had a plan for it. Yeah. So there was like so nothing went wrong in any way, shape, Th- or form. There were two other things that went wrong because they had it on the list where it was like shit happens and remembers shit because he makes a whole list for the yeah. heist, which is funny. Like it's it's funny, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a, one part of it's like shit happens and it's like oh, okay, so be, pre- be prepared for happens. that. Yeah, remember shit happens. Mm-hmm. It's on there like two different times. The one thing where it does happen, like shit happens, because one of the characters actually mentions it, is when they have to move the heist up by like a day. So they do a have week. that a week, yeah. yeah they had to week. move it up because like something with the way they were getting into the tunnel was going to be closed off in yeah, a week. Right. So they were like, "Fuck, mm-hmm. we have to do it mm-hmm. a week ahead." So that was one thing. But even that, like, he it seemed like he had a fucking plan for. Yeah, everything and, just like went right back. <laughs> yeah, like, no problem. Everything just went right back to it. And then uh, after that, where Adam Driver's character runs into the guy in the tunnel, they see the race car. Seth MacFarlane's character. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane's uh-huh. character. They run into each other, and I felt like that was another shit happens moment. But, but nothing comes of it. Like they yeah. almost something comes of it. They almost and they, get it. They and... diffuse it so quickly that yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are like those are the two things. Like nothing ever feels. There's no real tension in the heist. The only time I felt tension in the heist. Yeah. Was whenever they uh, the the scene we've mentioned a little bit ago, whenever uh, Daniel Craig puts the bomb together, <laughs> yeah, and the he gummy puts bear it, bomb. Yeah, basically <laughs> all the money shoots. They're in the area where all the money shoots from the different they go through uh, like concessions, these are, pneumatic tubes yeah, or whatever. Pneumatic they are. tubes that all lead to the safe where the money gets dropped. Yeah. So he's going to take a bomb and put it in one of the tubes, one of the tubes, and shoot it in and there. Shoot it in. And it's going to blow. Explode. Yeah, the inside of it. Yeah. And then they're going to run a hose to it and suck yeah, the money suck all the out. Money out. Yeah. Which is creative. Um, so, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he puts this, you know, the whole time I'm like, he's on blow up. <laughs> Which this movie is, is actually super tame. I was surprised yeah. at how tame this yeah, film yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. What rated? What rated PG-13. did I have? It? Oh, okay, but right. like, there's not that much language in it. There's not, yeah. Um, there's no violence or yeah. blood there's in like it. There's like no at all. sexual stuff or yeah, anything. There's no sexual. So it's a real boring yeah. piece of shit film. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you know, he puts this uh, bag together, you yeah, know, he's got, he like, puts a it in a grocery bag, bag yeah. also. <laughs> and, like, and, and that's together. when they're asking him, like, that's all you need? He's like, it's like, let me explain. He's like, right down the, you think he's just a dumb hick and yeah. he explains why it's going to work. So he puts it into the tube. He shoots it down the yeah. fucking tube line and they go and they run and it gets jammed. Yeah. And it shoots it back. Sends, it gets sent back. And it gets shot back to the tube and Adam Driver catches it. Catches and that's it. the one piece of uh one piece of uh uh tension I actually felt. Yeah. Was yeah. it catches it and it's like, oh He's shit. Just standing and there. I, and, first, and it doesn't blow up. Yeah. And they're like, Don't move. And goes in there and gets it. And Daniel Craig opens it, pulls it back, and it's like, Oh, that's right, it's right. Like, I, I, I twisted twist it, it too much. So, yeah. And puts it back and blows up. That that's the only time I actually felt tension. I'm like, oh man. 
I, I was expecting like almost like a Tarantino or Edgar yeah. Wright esque yeah. moment just where he like takes like, his like, oh no, everything's fine, and just blows up and blood goes everywhere. But that didn't happen. Like almost yeah. like a Sam Raimi esque moment. It would have been funny. But, yeah, uh, they... but um, it doesn't happen, and that's the yeah. only time I really felt tension during the whole heist. Like the whole heist is very like yeah, There's very like smooth. You know they're all going to get away with it. It's it's all just too smooth. At least like with with uh, Ocean's, I, I don't want to compare to Ocean's Eleven too much, but that's yeah. a better heist than they okay, did. Yeah. But like, you know, one of the big things uh, they had the little Asian guy uh, kid, yeah, who's yeah. a gymnast, yeah, who needs and, to uh, stick the landing. So yeah, so he's, he's sticking the landing, he's jumping into the box. Oh, okay, cool! And then he during while they're trying to steal something, he smashes his hands. Oh yeah, and he yeah. has a bandage up, so he can't grab anymore. So you're like, oh man. Like, this could go wrong. Yeah. And then, like, uh, something else happens in the film. Like, oh, this could go wrong. And the whole time you're, like, waiting. Like, these little things could play and blow the whole heist just like this. And you have so many members. You have 11 members in the crew. Yeah. Anything can go wrong. This is, like, four people. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Six people, because he has his two brothers. uh, Daniel Craig's two brothers. Yeah, the ones who uh, knock out the internet thing yeah, so they can't yeah. do credit cards and stuff yeah. so that way everyone has to use cash to yeah, buy stuff exactly because that's like one of the parts going on in the heist is that people use credit cards as concessions mm-hmm. and so daniel craig has two brothers where he's like hey we can use them for something and then split the earnings and so they have them set a bomb off at like one of the like network things and so it yeah, knocks right. down the network and mm-hmm. the raceway and people can't use card anymore so you have to use more cash so that puts more cash in the vault which makes it a big bigger thing for them to reap more right. money for and everything but yeah <laughs> there's other moments of tension that should happen like there's two security guards walking around yeah and you're They're like oh something's gonna come of this nothing comes of it yeah nothing they don't even see yeah and that's another Chanting thing like down. channing tatum's character was like prepared for the smoke that was gonna happen down there yeah he just said he had his uh buddy earl smoking a cigarette yeah smoking next to a door what if what if the guards didn't go by that door <laughs> Like what? Every, what if like an intelligent person they actually went to where the tubes are? That's the thing is that everything <laughs> lines up in this movie too well. Yeah, it's not one of those things like you said with tension with Ocean's Eleven where it's like oh shit, oh shit, whew, okay they got away with it. Instead, mm-hmm. it's like like the one like the hallway scene in Ocean's Eleven where the guy gets there and he puts the thing in the network room mm-hmm. and then he's leaving and the guard's like sir sir hey and he's like fuck and he's like walking quicker and he's like sir sir and he gets all the way to the door and the guard's like hey. You left this, and he yeah. like pulls it out, and he's like, "Oh, thing!" And he's like drenched in sweat. Yeah. And he's like, "Thanks," and like leaves. Yeah. There's no moments like no. that. That's tension. That's randomness. That's like something's gonna happen. Not like this, Logan Lucky, where it's just everything is lining up. Everything yeah. is fine. Like they're actually ridiculously lucky. Actually, the only hiccup in it is that Adam Driver's arm gets pulled off. In the yeah, vacuum, it gets pulled off, which is kind of funny. Gets <laughs> shot in the it's vacuum. Really he's, funny. And you think that he's going to go <laughs> off the hammer? He's going to fuck up part of the yeah. part of the heist. Yeah, but that but doesn't nothing happen because he's trying it, to get yeah. his arm out of the vacuum. And like Chantage is like, dude, listen, I promise, I will get your arm back. I swear to God, like I promise you, like I need you to leave. There, it's like okay, and That's him it. and Dan Craig just fuck off. <laughs> Like, even times when they could have had tension or something going on, it doesn't. Like, there's yeah. no... It doesn't feel like they're on a time schedule. Yeah. For something to be, like, smoking and all this stuff, like, everybody seems pretty calm about it at yeah. at the, you know, racetrack. And I don't feel like I'm sharing this movie. The movie is, like, it's very well yeah. done. Um, It looks good. It sounds good. It's, yeah, it's uh, well It's, it's well clever. Done. Um, It's acted well. It's just that the when you have a heist is... movie, you want a heist film that's, like... Yeah. You want, you know. like, some stakes and something going on. And, just like, like any betrayal in it. There's nothing, and, yeah, there's nothing going on, yeah. Like, you know, you, Daniel Craig, you would think he'd be a wild card in the film. Because yeah. he's... 
They break him he out of jail. Out that way, yeah. yeah. You think he's going to be kind of a wild card, but he's not. Yeah, he just goes along with the plan the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And then the part where they, he's originally in jail, and so they have to come up with this plan. So I like that part when they break him out of jail. Which, and yeah, everything I, has to do with the jail I like. I, I liked that. I didn't like how they got back into the jail. That's one that of the parts. Stupid. That's one of the parts where I was like. You mean she didn't you go and check on him at all? Was, oh. He, well, I think it's because <laughs> she was locked in a separate area. Oh, yeah, she's a lockdown. So, yeah, she, they were in lockdown, yeah. and she, the nurse couldn't move. But, uh, no, like, the part where, like, they just, I guess they have firefighter outfits, and they hop on the back they of the had truck. They stole it out. And then, the... <laughs> yeah, and then they're like hiding under the hose, and like no nobody one noticed. Sees them. Yeah, it was so fucking. Yeah, it's they. Yeah, <laughs> the writer gives a lot of leeway. I like how they these. broke. I like how they broke Daniel Craig out of jail. I did like, like that. Like Adam Driver yeah. gets himself arrested. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. He runs through the convenience store with a car. Yeah, and then like buys and just a like bag goes to buy a bag of chips. <laughs> and he gets arrested. Yeah. I like that. I like you know him and Daniel Craig. Yeah, the comedy in the of this movie was pretty solid. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was you know it was it wasn't like slapstick or anything. You know, no. it was just kind of like it, was, it just had really random like yeah like little things. But yeah. uh, um, I don't know. You, you What's know, something this, you really liked about the movie though? Like what I really I really like Daniel some... Craig about it. Really. Yeah, I really liked his character. I liked seeing him do something different. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I liked yeah. him playing Redneck. I thought he was, you know, still like a really entertaining character. I, I did and, not, uh, I did not recognize him. The first part in this, yeah. like I had to lean over. I was like, "Is that Daniel Craig?" And you're like, "Yeah." It's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and also, there's other things in this film. <laughs> Speaking of characters, there's uh, Sebastian Stan is in this film. Oh yeah, who plays Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. Um, and he plays a race one of the racers, yeah. and I guess he he is. A top contender of some sort, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, there's a subplot they try to make, and they it have like one t- scene. Of it, it has it has one reason for being in there. That whole subplot has one reason for being yeah. in there because without that, without them two, the race car, like his character and Seth MacFarlane's character, without them getting pissed at each other and the race car driver like not having his back when he gets jumped, if he would have corroborated his story the Logans would have got caught. Yeah. That's the only purpose that subplot, uh, that subplot like is, Yeah, right. is to make sure that like they're pissed off at each other. So when they saw the Logans in the tunnel earlier in the film afterwards, they wouldn't tell the cops because they were mad at each other. Yeah. So the driver wouldn't back them up. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was such like a random thing. They didn't even either. But like, even for Channing Tatum's character, like Mm -hmm. he didn't have control over that. That was one thing that could have went wrong. And it just, they were lucky. Yeah. Didn't go wrong. Lucky Logans. (laughs) Is that supposed to be the joke of the movie? They're actually lucky when this whole time they think they're unlucky. I guess. I don't know. There's that part could have got it out. And I know we talked about this. You kind of liked it a little more than me, but there's a love interest that was introduced in the film. Yeah. It's mainly just because it's one scene. Yeah. Until the very end, where you see them together, pretty much. I wouldn't say I like it. The main thing is, is I guess I'm more okay with it than you because I didn't yeah. feel like it was a love interest. I, I would. I, I mean, I just felt like it was a thrown in, unnecessary scene. I would rather, like I said to you, is to take that love interest scene out. And it's yeah. literally only one scene. Yeah. And say just have another scene between uh, uh, Jimmy and Melly. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, and the, Riley's the Logan character, sister, yeah. uh, because you see him and uh, Adam Driver together a lot yeah yeah 
And you see their relationship as brothers, but you don't see the brother sister relationship as yeah, much. Yeah, you don't see really. it too You see like a couple yeah. things that there's nothing she's, really like. She's mainly going and like taking care of his daughter when yeah. he can't make it there, like all the time. Yeah, exactly. Takes care of his daughter it's for like him I all picked the time. up your daughter and took her to the pageant. It's like, yeah. all right, thanks. Yeah. So rather than take that scene and put a scene with them together, no, and just I focus on their relationship, yeah. washing up instead, of just it wasn't needed. Instead, they just had to give Channing Tatum a case of the not gays. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like me. everyone knows he's straight, right? All yeah, the women yeah. It's like, oh no, he he didn't divorce. <laughs> you know, because he his wife is a character in this. Also, yeah, um, yeah, uh, Katie Holmes plays Katie his ex wife in it. But um, I guess they just didn't want to be like, oh no, they aren't divorced because he's gay. He <laughs> likes women. He still likes so women. He, look, look, there's this woman he used to know at some point in it's high school. So random, kind of. Yeah, and they just happen to run into at a fucking gas it's station. So fucking and she random, gave him a yeah. shot, and then she fucks off for yeah. the rest of the movie it's until the so end. So weird, yeah. Why? Why is that in there? Like, <laughs> Jesus fuck. Like, yeah. just take it out. Yeah, it doesn't, um, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Other than that, you know, I think it's, it's pretty solid. There's not much more I really have to say about it. Yeah, it's not, there's not too much in it. It's, it's okay. I do really like the relationship between him and his daughter. There's a lot of, like, just... His daughter's a, a she's a good little actress. Yeah, she's, she's really she's good. She's really young, and I, I like, yeah, I like, I liked her. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know who she was, but there no. was really good stuff in that, and, uh, their relationship. I mean, the whole movie just starts with him like telling her the story behind uh, "Country Road" by Bob Seger. Uh, John, John Denver. John Denver. Oh, okay. Oh, Bob Seger. Like someone was wearing a Bob Seger shirt. Yeah, think I Clyde was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. No, but uh, he. They're listening to the song and like he's explaining like a story about the song. Mm-hmm. And he's like working on his truck and she's like sitting there with him and he's like. Uh, screwdriver, and she's like Phillips head or flathead. Yeah, <laughs> he's like flathead. Yeah, that's the opening scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's they, they're, they're bonding the father daughter really relationship in this. I thought was really good. Yeah, like, for sure. It was, and I, I, oh, I'm not gonna joke. I'm, I'm, I'm not lying. I almost cried on the part where she's singing at the, uh, Country Road, where, yeah, yeah, she's singing Country Road. She wanted to do pageant. Rihanna's umbrella. Yeah, originally. she's going through this like pageant where she's like got to perform and stuff. Yeah. And so the whole movie, she's like. Yeah, I'm gonna sing Rihanna's umbrella, and her dad's like, "Why?" Like, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, she goes out there ready to sing, and she is about to sing, and then he step like he's not able to make it. He's like in the middle of the fucking heist. Yeah, right. And then he actually shows up there, and she sees him when she's on stage. Like, he's all the way in the back, and she sees him walk in, mm. and she like steps down. She has the umbrella in her hand. She like puts it down, and she's like. I'm going to sing this song because it's my daddy's favorite. And she yeah. starts singing Country Road. And, yeah. like, people in the audience start singing along with her. Yeah, and, like, right. Channing Tatum's in the back, like, smiling and stuff. It was, it was a really touching moment. Touching. I thought it, I thought it yeah. was really good. It just – there's, like, nothing else really no. happening in the movie. No, not really. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty open and shut case, really. Yeah, open and shut case, Johnson. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's not Would, would you amazing. recommend it? Yeah, like – when it's on TV, I guess. Yeah. I would say, I, I wouldn't give it a negative review. I'd give it a positive review. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, say, I don't know if you paid 12 bucks to see it. Yeah, I wouldn't give it Rent a negative it. review. I, I really want to, you know, me and you are always talking about trying to support, we were just talking about earlier, trying to support the film industry. Yeah, right. Making sure that these original stories like this get told yeah, from original sure. directors and writers yeah. and everything. So I want to support it in that sense, but at the same time, like, it's not incredible. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I felt that this movie was missing a, uh, a blue beam shooting into the sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were missing some people with capes. Yeah. Some CGI explosions. <laughs> yeah, we were missing but, some... I mean, that's just me. <laughs> um, I would, I would like to see more Kryptonians. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It was okay. What would you give the award to? I'd give it Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. I give Daniel Craig. I liked his character. I thought he was uh, the best part of the movie. Yeah. I, that or that scene with, with the, uh, with the bomb. 
Yeah. <laughs> I really like that scene. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good bomb scene. Yeah, it's a good, good bomb scene. Uh, I'm just going to give it to the father-daughter <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's really all. There's... The comedy is like okay in the movie. There's yeah, some it's not good bad comedy. Like, there's the some jokes good land like they need to. Most of them yeah. do. Yeah, it's just like a lot of them are just chuckle worthy. Yeah. Like I didn't find myself like dying laughing over anything. There was a couple where I'm just like, <laughs> that's good. But other <laughs> other than that, it was just like one chuckle, like, huh, and that was it. Yeah, was like, all right. it's, yeah, it's nothing too special. It's it's all right. It is what it is. Yep. So, uh, recommendation corner. What you been over the past two weeks? I guess what you been. Uh... Um, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna edit down to uh, one. Oh, okay. Um, while I was in Nashville, one of the days, me and my cousin and his wife, um, went back to their place and we just watched a movie, a movie that came out last year that I hadn't seen. They hadn't either. We just went on demand and saw what was on there. Yeah. And as a uh, got high rating on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, and it was a little bit more independent. It's a film called A Bigger Splash. Okay. Is that the S- Splash sequel? Yeah. <laughs> with, with Tom Tom Hanks? <laughs> yes, it is. It's A Bigger Splash. Um, no, it's, it's a movie directed by... Instead of uh, a mermaid, it's a killer well. <laughs> he falls in love with a killer well. Actually, fuck this. I'd rather watch that. Um, it's, it's a movie directed by uh, Luca uh, Guadagnino. Okay. And it's, a, it's an Italian uh, psychological thriller drama. Ooh. Was it like foreign, like subtitles? No, oh, no, okay. no. It, it's starring Ralph Fiennes, uh, Tilda Swinton. Oh, uh, Dakota. She's one of my favorite fucking actresses. Yeah. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I love her. She's she done a lot with uh, Luca before. Oh, okay. Um, Matthias Schoenarts and Dakota Johnson, and um, basically, she's a rock star. Okay. Tilda Swinton is. Yeah. Um, she just went through surgery. She can't talk. Oh. Um, or but she can. She can, but she can only whisper. Yeah. Um. So her performance really is just her, like, kind of signing and like. You know, huh. just expressing and then like her whispering here and there. And um, Ralph Fiennes is her old record producer. Yeah. And uh, she's in a relationship now with his ex-protege, played by Matthias Schoenarts. Um, and he's a uh, documentar- documentarian and film director. Yeah. Um, and so they're, while she's healing, they're recuperating on a beach in Italy, um, some Italian beach or whatever. And uh, Ralph Fiennes kind of tracks her down, and he kind of like comes into her life. He's like, huh. "Hey, I'm here." And uh, the whole movie is really uh, without, and that's what I want to say because I want to give too much away about the film. Yeah. Would you watch it on again? Was it on TV? Just on demand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it got nominated for a bunch of like awards. It's not Academy Awards, but other film festivals yeah, yeah. and stuff. Um, it's it's a movie that's really about desire and what people go through. Yeah. For desire. Okay. So it's like those three characters, and also Ralph Fiennes brings this girl with him, who's he says is his daughter. Yeah. And stuff, and it's kind of how she plays into the relationship and everything like that. And uh, yeah, it's it looks like a movie that got shot in like the seventies or so, uh, okay. something like that, like a time frame. Because there's like there's no like CGI or anything like that. There's just like these like long big shots of like just Italian planes, like almost like a spaghetti western would be or whatever, yeah. and uh, just these, like. Uh, countryside Italian shots and stuff and uh, it's like some of the shots are really really fascinating just like during talking like they'll be talking and then it'll go into this perspective where it's like a first person perspective but it'll be like dark and then the character will go and grab 
and pull huh. and pull the person's sunglasses off. That's why it was dark. <laughs> like little like shots like that. They're really That's interesting. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's got really interesting shots. It's uh, it's weird. The movie gets weird. Yeah. When it says psychological thriller, there's a part where it starts getting like kind of crazy, but it's nothing like, oh my god, this is mind boggling yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Um, but it just kind of shows like what people go through for desire. Yeah. Um, I would definitely recommend a, a bigger splash. It's named after painting. Um, oh, okay. And uh, it's, it's it's really good. It's a really good film. Nice. Um, I definitely recommend. We all enjoyed it. Um, we definitely discussed it the next day over coffee and stuff. So cool. Yeah, I was looking up like what different people thought about like yeah. interpret the movie as and stuff. So. Okay, I'll have to go look that up. Yeah, it's good. I like Ralph Fiennes a lot. He basically most of the movie is just him chewing, chewing scenery. Oh, <laughs> He's right. such a good actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Huh, that's cool. Yeah. I've uh, I've been doing a couple different things this past week. Uh. I know what I'm not going to fucking recommend is Defenders on Netflix. Uh, we were talking about this. We were talking about it. I, I think I'm enjoying it more than you, but I definitely yeah, have a lot of problems. I do not really like what's going on so far. I'm not going to go like crazy on it because we talked about it earlier. Yeah. But it's it's been getting like really good reviews from everyone. And I'm just like, really? It's I think that that's good. what made Iron Fist so bad is so that when Defenders came out, it's like, look, it's not that bad. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. No, I, I haven't been digging it. I've seen a lot of other people that have been digging it. And I, I just... It. Now uh, I do. Now now where I'm at the show now, I think it's yeah. picked up. There's been a couple of different parts that I'm like okay with, but yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it more once we both finish it, because yeah. it literally just came out yesterday. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I haven't been too big a fan. So uh, other other stuff this week that I have been a fan of, though, uh, do you listen to, have you ever listened to the band Brand New? Yeah. So they have a new album that mm-hmm. was just released yesterday. Yeah, people are posting all kinds yeah, of brand it was, new. It was either yesterday or today. All it's... the women on my fucking uh, wall on Facebook <laughs> are like, oh, brand new. It's... Why do you do this to me? You break my heart. <laughs> so people have been waiting on a new album from them since like 2009. Sure. Like their last album was uh, Daisy, which was I thought was really good. Uh, a lot of people didn't really like it too much, but I, I enjoyed it. And so they have a new album that just came out either yesterday or the day before it's called science fiction okay and it is not their best work but definitely solid very solid like yeah it's it's good they they embrace more of their like angsty like i mean it's hard to get more angsty than like deja and tendu but (laughs) science fiction like kind of gets there and it's like it's got some really angsty like kind of dark like lyrics and some of it is like Back in the day when I listened when I listened to brand new like Deja and Tendu and the Devil and God are reaching inside me like their other albums, I liked it back in like high school in that kind of era because I was like, oh man, this is so angsty. Yeah, I get it, man. Like this yeah. is fucked up. And so even you know now when I listen to that old stuff, it's good to remember like those feelings I had back in the day to be sure. like, oh, I I get that, whatever. And you could just write it off as that. It's like how people in the eighties that like the Smiths. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. It's, <laughs> but yeah. but it's weird to see them still doing that in mm-hmm. 2017. Like they have they have a line in one of their songs that's like, "Let's all go play Nagasaki," and I'm like, "Are you just trying to be edgy there? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's it's good. It's a good mm-hmm. song, but it's that stupid <laughs> kind of like. And I've seen people on like Reddit and stuff just being like." Oh, that's so heavy. I'm like, shut the fuck oh, up. It's no, it's not. <laughs> like, it's just, it feels like Jesse Lacey, the lyricist yeah. and singer of that band. It feels like he was just like, like, I don't know. It's, 
I, I, w- I would expect him to grow out of that emotional angsty stuff sure. eventually. Yeah. And it feels like they're still stuck in that phase like right now. You're 43. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's not to say that the album is good. I highly recommend it. I actually, God damn it. I forgot to get another lost update from Megan. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll have something to cover for it. It'll be all right. Cause I went and watched one of the episodes with her this past week. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So we watched that cause she's on season two now, but oh. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But I was texting her, and I was like, "Hey, I can't, you know, make it to whatever." But uh, I was like, "I was like, here you go. I'll make it up to you this way." And I was like, "Brand new, just had an album that came out. Give me your email, and I'll email it to you track by track." Nice. And so I emailed her the whole album. She's like, "What? This is amazing!" But uh, and it's you know, like women, <laughs> exactly. You fucking women and your fucking vaginas. <laughs> like, she's and... like, "Did you hear the Nagasaki line?" <laughs> It's awesome. I suck brand new's dick. It's, <laughs> it's, bands uh, could have dicks. <laughs> no, uh, it's good. It's. I'm not saying it's not bad. It's just they. It's not like the best thing I've heard okay. by them, and so it's like all right. But it's, it's if you're a brand new fan, you should definitely go check it out. It's like nine dollars online. You can just buy the digital thing, and yeah, it's fun. It's it's good. That is really fun. And then I am a huge fan. Of uh, you can see Sonic the Hedgehog on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonic just had a new game come out this past week called Sonic Mania. Why? Because <laughs> they finally know what they're doing. Okay. They back in the nineties, it <laughs> they was don't want to give like... them a gun anymore and a motorcycle. <laughs> exactly. They didn't do that shit. <laughs> so uh, what happened was Sonic was amazing back in the nineties with Sonic One, Two, and Three, like the whole two D yeah, sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. That's so Sega actually had a name. Exactly. A yeah. <laughs> and so. In the 2000s, they did this bullshit where they tried to turn Sonic 3D and tried to make it weird and tried to give it, like, different, like, styles of games. And none of it worked. Like, none of it was good. No one really liked anything 3D. Right, right. And so they finally understood that. And there was this fan project a couple of years ago that, like, these fans were trying to make their own, like, their love letter to the 90s Sonic. Mm. They were like, hey, we're going to make our own 2D game. And Sega was like, no, you don't. We see that. And we'll buy it from you. And so they like took the project from them and they were like, hey, we we just want to like have we just want to have our name on this. You guys keep on making it. And so as far as I know, it was still more or less the same original team. Okay. But they made this game. It's called Sonic Mania. And it is literally the best Sonic game ever made. Nice. It is incredible. It is better than one. It's better than two. It's wow. better than three. It is fucking amazing. Yeah, I've been that's playing high it. Praise. Exactly. I've been playing it all fucking week. It's got 12 levels in it. Each one has two acts. Uh, three of them are like remixed kind of older versions. Like, oh, this is Chemical Plant from Sonic 2. Oh, this is the Green Hill Zone from Sonic 1. It's like remixed stuff like that. But okay. then it's also like newer levels. And they do all this like. They have all these, like, mechanics in the game that are, like, so fucking weird. Like, the, uh, like, the sh- the shields in the game. Like, I don't know if they did it in Sonic 3, but, like, the shields in the game. You get, like, different kinds of shields. Mm-hmm. You can get, like, an electric shield that, like, attracts rings to you when you're running around. You can get, like, a fire shield where if you run across something wooden, it burns it behind you. Like, if you're in oil, like, it burns the oil and sets the monster on fire. So, like, there's some, like, the level design is incredible. it's all 2D? Yeah, it's all 2D. There's, there's like, one, like, uh, mini game that's, like, 3D, and that one's even pretty solid. Mm -hmm. 
but like all the other stuff is 2D. It's just like playing Sonic 2 or Sonic 3 back in the That's day. That's awesome. But it's like is a little in it? Yes, yeah, you can play a Sonic Knuckle or Tails. Okay. You can play as either either of them. They all have their own thing. Sonic has his own special ability now where he can uh spin dash in mid-air. You can like hold down the jump button and when he lands, he spin dashes off. Nice. Uh if you're playing as Tails, you can hold down the jump button and he flies for a little bit. Cool. And then if you play as Knuckles, He's really good at, like, I think he does, like, a glide kind of thing, and mm. then he can bust through objects really easily. Nice. And So they all have their own power-ups. It is fucking incredible. Cool. Like, it's not it's not perfect. Like, there's a couple of things where it's like, fuck, they really could have fixed that. But it is the best Sonic game ever made. Like, it's better than one. It's better than two. It's it's really good. It's nice. like it's it's the sequel that we've all been waiting for. It's for, the like, sequel we deserve. Yeah, it's, if you're a Sonic fan, it's... Um, I think it's on PC Steam, and I know it's on PS4 because that's what I'm playing it on. I think it's on Xbox One also, and it might be on Nintendo Switch. Pretty sure it's on Switch, but it's like uh, twenty bucks, and cool. I've been playing it all week, and I still haven't beat it. So wow. <laughs> it's yeah, it's good. Nice. I've been digging it. That's it though. That's really yeah. Yeah, I think that's it for everything. You got that loss update you're gonna do instead? Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot the forgot the. You just said actually. it, but then yeah, you I did. Got a fucking boner over Sonic. <laughs> it's incredible, man. Uh, <laughs> no, so I went and watched. Um, I went and watched. She finished season one. She's on season two, and she's really like. It seems like she's really liking it. Like mm-hmm. she's gonna. She's gonna go a lot. Uh, she's gonna keep. She go far, kid. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna. She's gonna keep on with it. Uh, there wasn't anything that like anything new. She really said. <laughs> I'm just surprised she's still watching it. So right. even even that for like uh, season two starts with them. Like at the end of season one, they find like a the, what they call a hatch on the island, and then uh, it's like this like fucking door that's mm-hmm. like buried underground, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" And season two starts off like revealing what that is. Okay. So it's like season one. It's like them trying to get into it because they end up finding out the finding out these other people are on the island that they call them they call them the others mm-hmm. it's like oh fuck we we came here because we crashed on a plane but there's these other people on the island we don't know what the fuck's going on right and uh so like they're trying to hide from them and they're like hey there's this door in the ground let's fucking blow it open and see if we can get inside of it and so season two starts with like hey this is what's inside the hatch and so uh-huh. like it's this crazy like that's where the show really gets crazy is like season one is awesome and intense and whatever and season two, where they start going like, "All right, buckle up," because we're gonna okay. get yeah. we're gonna get fucking wild. Is that when Brian K. Vaughn joined, or was that Brian K. Vaughn joined in about season three? Okay. I think he season three and season four start getting really like season one and two. Even though season two is where they say "buckle up," it's still like very much a drama. Yeah, right. Season three and four turn into fucking science fiction. Yeah, like sure. it gets crazy. Yeah, right. And it's yeah, it's insane. She's a. Uh, She's still like it's it's interesting seeing how Megan is like uh, adapting to the characters that uh-huh. are on it because she's like still doesn't like this guy but she still really likes this character. She's like annoyed by this one like stuck up bitch that's on the right, island. Sure. Her, her name's Shannon. She's like still annoyed as hell with her and it was it was interesting. It was we're, right. we're gonna when we do the finale we're gonna have to like get a third mic and go like watch it with me yeah. and just just do like a. So bonus this isn't even a movie. <laughs> We're gonna have to get like a bonus episode of just her talking about her whole experience. She just launches all the seasons out of her <laughs> one time. She's like, "Fuck, it's uh... I gotta get off my chest like a psychiatrist." <laughs> right now. That's what she's been doing every week with me, at least. So. Right on. Next next week, I'll try to I'll try to get something 
more more from her more concrete yeah i'm gonna probably try to go over a little bit more often and watch him with her it was, yeah because i, I mean because i, like, I, I love, love this show, show. <laughs> i'll watch it all the time but it's interesting uh seeing her react to stuff yeah right, sure. <laughs> she like got up to like there's this like one revealing part in the in the beginning of the episode and it's like showing something and she's like she gets up to like let a dog in, like from outside, and I'm like, "You're fucking missing it, Megan." She's like, "What?" Huh? And she like stumbles back over. Her. I'm like, "I can't imagine you watching this by yourself, <laughs> and like you're confused by what you're catching. I can't even imagine the stuff you're missing." She's not confused <laughs> on how the dog got outside. <laughs> She's got like three dogs over That's there. Too at the many. House. <laughs> hey, well, not got, enough. <laughs> yeah, I've got like three. My, well, my mom's got three. And, Two of them are big and one of them is small, which yeah. is kind of like her her thing. She got a little dog like that looks like a fucking rat named Dobby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Have you seen that dog yet? Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. He's not that bad. I'm usually annoyed by small dogs, yeah. but yeah, she's had Dobby for a long time. Has she? Uh, Megan. That's the f- I think that's the first time I've ever seen Dobby. Really? I don't know. Megan's had Dobby for a long time. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the first time <laughs> I've ever seen it. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yep. So next week. Uh, I don't think anything really big comes out next week. I'm hoping. We're trying hoping, to catch hoping, Good Time. Hoping Good Time gets yeah. a wide release. Um, it came out last week, but it still like hasn't got the all theaters release yet. Yeah. Maybe um, Kidnap. So maybe Kidnap if that falls through. <laughs> or we can see that Bruce Lee movie that's coming out. Is that coming out next week? Birth of the Dragon. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, it's, the a, Bru- it's, it's the Bruce Lee biopic. Oh. It's the Birth of the Dragon. Oh, okay, gotcha. I, yeah. I was thinking the... Uh... I guess. Jackie, I think it's the Jackie only Chan movie. movie. Oh, no, not a Jackie <laughs> Chan movie. No, That's what I was thinking about. Asian people can be different. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if anyone's got any questions, comments, concerns, requests, any of that stuff, uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're at Gmail. It's and the award goes to, and the award goes to podcast at gmail.com at the end of the episode you fucking found the even award at goes the to end, also. I just fuck it up it's a hard name to say I didn't realize it until I had to start saying it so much uh, and the award goes to podcast at gmail.com hit us up let us know what you think uh, tell us bedtime stories or whatever I don't know whatever you want to do yeah and we'll figure out what we're going to do next week or so. you can even give us hate mail yeah we'll, we'll read it and laugh like, about it online we hate your show <laughs> It's okay. I listened to two minutes of your show and I turned it off. Like, well, that's still a Good. listen. That's still a listen on SoundCloud. So we'll take it. Yeah. Um, that's it. Cool. All right. We'll see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.